What's up? Welcome back to First Issue Club, your weekly reading club for comic books, namely First Issues. As always, we're going to shoot the shit about news before we get into what we've been reading. But before we do, let's get to introductions. I'm Mike D. And I am Vargas. And I got to say, you know, for for a comic book podcast that focuses on First Issues, really nailed it in one with the title, First Issue Club. That's right. Straight to the point. You guys got it. It leaves nothing for questions. That's right. It wasn't taken already. Hey, we got the domain name. Nailed it. We're killing it at this. (laughs) Obviously, Greg's not here today. So it'll be a tamer episode. Well, maybe not. We're going to get so much done, Vargas. (laughs) It will be productive. Yes. There's not going to be any songs. There's not going to be any sound effects. That's right. Maybe you'll miss those for a week, but don't worry, Greg will be back next week. Yeah. In, I'm sure he'll be like double Greg. Oh, yeah. We'll get this twice is, as many songs. Well, yeah. This is what we call the double Greg phenomenon, where you hold him back for a week, and then he's going to come supercharged. So we'll be, be really excited for, for next week, Greg. Um, I've got a handful of news hits. Vargas, you might have a couple things, too. Yeah. But we're going to cover that, and then I thought I'd do some... Looking ahead mm-hmm. to 2023, so I've got some maybe predictions and some things I'm looking forward to in the comic book landscape Love it. that are coming up in the year before we get to some of the books that we've read recently. Perfect. All right. I'm going to rip it off with one of the biggest headlines here. Let's hear it. One that's... I always love when comic book stuff trans, transitions to like real news. Oh, yeah. Like normie news? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And this is one of those situations because... Um, Robert Garcia, who, if you don't know, is the first openly gay immigrant U.S. representative uh, to be sworn in, which is very cool, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, seems like an awesome guy. Uh, I saw a tweet he did today that was like, here's me walking into the house today to <laughs> shut down this bill. And he's got like this lady like slamming this door open and like walking in with like mad swagger and i was like i love this guy's twitter presence already um but even more so which makes him a kindred spirit he's a big comic book fan um apparently he learned to read and write english by copying comics oh that's so legit when he moved to the u.s from peru when he was like five years old wild so if you haven't heard this news, which if you're a comic book fan, maybe you have already. Yeah. Um, he's going to be sworn in with a copy of Superman 1 from the Library of Congress that's going to be placed underneath the Constitution. Yeah. And he's got a stack of a couple other things, like a picture of his family, some other stuff. Um, but that's the thing that's making headlines that's yeah. kind of abnormal is he's swearing in over Superman number one, which is rad. It's super legit. Um, it's f- Two things about this. Yes. Number one, it's wild to me that, I mean, it's a congressperson, so it's understandable, but the Library of Congress is loaning this out. Yes. This is not his copy. No. This is on loan from the government to him, which is, I mean, it's cool that they'll let him do that. Yes. Number two, God, I hope they have that thing protected somehow. So, obviously, the first thing all collectors do when they hear this is their hands start sweating and you start stressing out about, like, well, the, is, what kind of pressure is going to be placed on yeah. this? But, like, all the all the minutia of, like, transporting it and getting it placed in someone's hand is so stressful. And are, are they wearing gloves? Are they, like, yeah. I mean, legitimately, it's from 1939. So I did a little bit of research on oh, this. Oh, thank God. Uh, Assuage me, please. It's never been lent out before. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
placed. It'll be placed in Mylar and handed to Garcia to be sworn in with and then immediately handed back to a library employee who will have a police escort to bring it to and from the Library of Congress. So they're not fucking around. Okay. I mean, you think about this item, it's it's worth over a million dollars. I'm assuming the one in the Library of Congress is in like pretty damn good it's, shape. It's got to be I would guess that it's worth more than 3 million. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, 1939 in good shape is Let's say it's a it's a 7. Yeah. Right? Right. It, it, it would be one of the priceless. best copies of it yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is okay. That makes me feel a little bit better that somebody's like okay, technically you can touch this. <laughs> But they're like eyeballing him the whole but time. We, yeah, we've yeah. got the thickest mylar on earth that this thing is placed in. You know, it stresses me out. Like, I don't know if it's in mylar already, but um, even that someone might have to put it into a mylar sleeve yeah. is like, God, you shouldn't touch this thing very often. So yeah. um, there's I, a little bit of like a precedent for this, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Like um, Barack Obama swore in with um, Abe Lincoln's Bible. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes the Library of Congress does pull out random things to have people swore in with with uh, sentimental value. But this is the oddest one I've ever heard of. Dude, we apparently First Issue Club needs to go to Library of Congress so that we can see uh, Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah. The original art and eyeball Superman number one. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. Yeah, It almost makes me wonder if like. Can we message somebody and be like, we want to do comic book round trip in the Library of Congress? Like, can you I, have somebody just like pull out the top ten, yeah, things to see that are related to comics? I mean, I, from what I read about the ASM fifteen original art, yeah, if, if you make an appointment, basically anybody can go see it, yeah, you know, under supervision and all that kind of yada yada stuff. So, let's do it. Let's go to DC. Let, let's look at Stan's original words on the page. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane to think about. I, I think does DC has a con, and I don't know if it's like one of those – I think it might be one of those cons that gets like sold and branded out other places, like a, like a Heroes Con or – Oh, like Wizard Con or, or something? Or like Wizard Con yeah. or something like that. Okay. But um, it would be so much fun to place a trip around that. I bet it would be – they're probably going to be like crazy busy with shit like that at the Library of Congress if that's. Um, I bet people don't think about it. But people probably don't yeah. know to to do it. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. We can go see Tom King too. Is does he live in D.C.? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I know. I heard he used to be like a uh, CIA guy or he something. Was, yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. Yeah, and he lives in D.C. <laughs> so Tom King, hit us up. Let's go to the Library of Congress with Tom King. I would love nothing more. <laughs> Can you? Whatever. It would be you and me geeking out, and and Greg would just be cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I know Greg. You can bring around anybody, and he's so chill and fits right in. Yeah, that's he's he's a buddy that I feel comfortable bringing to anything. Yeah. Um, I once had a. I have some friends who do like a a dive bar crawl in Kansas City. Um, once every like five six months. Okay. And one of the guys who comes to the bar crawl is next door neighbors with Jason Aaron. That's legit. And he's like, I'm always trying to get him to come to one of these. Yeah. And every time I go to one, I'm always like, 
Oh my God! It's Fuck! Gonna be... Is Jason Aaron gonna be there? And if he's there, what am I gonna do with my like hands and like mouth? Like, yeah. am I just gonna be like, duh, don't do anything stupid? Just like shut the fuck up. And, Southern like... bastards was so good. <laughs> yeah. And try not to like sweat and get clammy like everywhere. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who is not cool around people who uh, I'm a fan of. I'm I'm cool around like celebrities and stuff. If I don't have to talk to them about their thing, mm. as soon as you have to like, like in interviews, I typically tend to clam up because yeah. I don't, I don't want to ask them the same question they've been asked 400,000 times. Yes. And I want to make them answer that question. Right. The fifth, 500,000th time. Yep. Know? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I can't practice for this. You can only meet your heroes so many times. That's true. <laughs> Just like I met you guys one time, and oh, now I'm on the show. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, you were mentioning some cool stuff coming up to me. Yeah. Um, so I showed Mike before. This is an audio medium, so you'll have to do a little bit of your own research here. Yes. But Marvel announced a Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever, new series, series event, a whatever, mm-hmm. a thing, called Grootfall. And the preview art for it is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like they're rebranding the series or run or whatever. Whatever they're going to do, it's kind of rebranding them as like Space Cowboys. Yeah. They've got new designs for all the Guardians. And the big teaser promo is Cowboy Star-Lord. He's got a duster man with no name style. Yes. And a cowboy hat and his mask. And there's a big western sunset with three suns happening behind him and i don't know what's happening but i i mean i pre-ordered it already right like <laughs> yeah i can't wait i'm gonna 100 percent get that cover uh it looks rad as fuck and then yeah I, i'm i'm assuming it's just part of the normal guardians run for like an arc it it, it kind of well, seems like they're like maybe just going to get like stranded on a desert planet and going to have to be like living cowboy yeah. style for a little bit. I I don't even know if there's a Guardians book running right now. I would imagine that there is, but that's how away from Cosmic Marvel I am. Yeah, you know what? I don't know either to be honest. Perfect. It's, it's something I haven't read in a minute. Yeah. I read all the Bendis run. Old that, Man Star-Lord was like the, one of the last too. books yeah. I read that <laughs> was Guardians related. Yeah. So, I don't know, but whatever. Maybe this will be the thing that gets me back, hooked back into Guardians, because the, just the imagery alone is super, super legit. Well, with the movie coming out, too, it'll be fun to have, like, a... Oh, yeah, Volume an- 3. Another book to be stoked on. Yeah, so, Groot Fall, coming 2023. Pick it up just for the covers alone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, 2023 coming up. I wrote down a handful of predictions and just a handful of things coming up to cover off on yeah i'll just get your thoughts on each thing let's hear it all right i think that we could actually hear about some sort of avengers con thing this year avengers con thing like a specific what like marvel cinematic universe con like a marvel sponsored convention oh so what had happened in miss marvel was yes. they had had an Avengers con uh-huh. and they made like a fun fake website for it and all these different setups where you could like go to the new Asgard quadrant. Yeah. And this is kind of like the 
that amusement park thing that Disney and all these other properties have been doing, like the Harry Potter world Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But imagine something like that touring. Mm -hmm. I think you'd make a fucking killing. Oh, for sure. Um, And there are so many people with so much money to spend at comic conventions. Yeah. It kind of surprises me that you haven't had publisher or big company sponsored conventions yet. Yeah. And from what I heard, a lot of the, um, some of the leadership at Marvel was so stoked on this fake concept they built uh-huh. that they were like, maybe this is a, a thing we could do. You so, know, the only, all right, so I, I have thoughts on this. All right. Yes. <laughs> my, my, my first thought on this is like the easy way to do that is to, like you said, do a tour, but basically just cordon off like, okay, this is the Marvel area of NYCC and we theme it that way. That's the easy way to do it. Right? Yes. And I also think you'd be, you wouldn't be stepping on other people's parades. You yeah. would be endorsing and bringing more to the convention that's already happening there. Right. I think you you have some sort of concern about being the bad guy if you're just taking over, if like Disney is taking over comic book conventions too, yeah. like away from like locally owned city things. Right. Because cause the flip side of that is they do their own, t- obviously money's no object, yeah. right? They take this as a traveling whatever mini con themselves, mm-hmm. but then what gets the normies in the door? Like, it can't be a comic book convention because it's clearly geared toward, like, the the cosplay, the 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 people that go to cons f- to meet the actors. Yes. Right? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think you could have actors at this thing. But then, I mean, that's an insane amount of money. And, again, money's no object, but, like, do you think... Even lower level actors. Yeah. I think, like... People who've just like popped up as like minor characters in the MCU, people would still go gaga for. Yeah, probably. I think if you have a bunch of different sets that are like cool selfie stations, mm-hmm. people would love that. I think if you've got memorabilia from the movies mm-hmm. that's like a little walkthrough kind of museum or Hall of Fame of like the, oh, yeah. uh, one of the re- original Iron Man hearts or yeah. the helmet props and the, the Thor hammer prop. Or the, the Captain America Museum. Oh, the cap- say, that, the literal right? Captain yeah. America Museum would be awesome. Yeah. I, all right. I would, I would go to take my picture in the Captain America Museum. Yeah. I think like the photo ops would be endless to have people in. They could probably, I'm sure people would show up in cosplay mm-hmm. and that's just a fun people watching thing. Yeah. But the people that they could build outfits for that are oh, like sure. lookalikes. Yeah. So you could have your picture taken with someone who kind of looks like Brie Larson yeah. in the full binary Captain Marvel outfit. Yeah. But then you also have the Miss little Miss Marvel actress. Yeah. Or, I mean, Haley Steinfeld's probably too big a name. But, yes. You know, some right. of, yeah, you're right. You're right. That would be... I, that would be something. I it would love would be if, something. I would love it. So that's one of my like maybe predictions. Maybe we hear something like that announced for it. Wouldn't happen this year. Yeah. But maybe they announce it this year for something like 2024, 2025. Yeah. Sure. Do but, something like it. I would go. I would yeah. I would travel to Chicago to do something like that, which is like a eight hour trip for us. Yeah. Especially if you did it like if you tied it together 
with something like C2E2. Yeah. And you were like, oh, this happens on Wednesday before C2E2. Yes. While everyone's in town for that. Yeah. I mean, you could do it like we have a our big union station in Kansas City mm-hmm. kind of hosts those month long yeah. things that you could yeah. walk through. That's like walk through the Pompeii exhibit mm-hmm. and that, you know, after it's in Kansas City, it goes to San Antonio for yeah. a month. It could be like that. Yeah. Or even do that where you set it up like for a week or two weeks mm-hmm. and then like you have the weekend where everybody shows up and it's the whole to do. Yeah. That'd be. Yeah. All right. You yeah. sold me. Have one exclusive to sell that you can like only get there. Oh, now you're trying to sell comic books, you nerd. Just. Yeah. Just one cover. Yeah. That's like the tour cover. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Avengers number one reprint. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly right for sure <laughs> okay I think this is also here's my next prediction I think it's going to be the biggest year of superhero show fatigue yet you think so I do interesting I just think there's there Disney Plus is launching so many shows and the, I'll say the thing that I think that we celebrated the most about Marvel was that was how genre everything mm-hmm could be that they do mm-hmm. and uh they showed that off with the last couple shows uh-huh. with um werewolf by night werewolf by night and then she hulk mm-hmm. kind of being more of like a looser sillier comedy lawyer show lawyer show and you and me loved that yeah but i don't know that a wider audience dug that stuff as much as we did i on the flip side mm-hmm think that superhero fatigue will go down. Ooh. Alternating. There's only, we have to mark this day. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, we'll have to like reevaluate. For sure. What our takes on this. For sure. Yeah. Actually, we'll we'll hold off on Greg's opinion until, (laughs) until the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I think that Disney is actually wising up to the fact that people don't want a constant drip feed. of Superhero content. Um, you know, I I don't think I can. I know Miss Marvel season two is happening at some point, that presumably this year, right? Is it? I don't know that it is. Oh, well, okay, so that's kind of my point, right? I can think yeah. of I can think of the movies uh-huh. that are coming out. You know, Ant Man. Yep. You got Guardians. Yep. What else? Ex- so this is ex- right. Yeah. What shows are coming out this year? You've got Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Uh, There's an Agatha show. Yeah. Is that I this mean, year? Yes. Okay. And I come and, on. And with, Armor Wars is the other one I can think of with, uh, with Don Cheadle. Echo. Echo. Loki sure. season two. Uh-huh. Did I say Ironheart already? Ironheart, sure. All of these are happening in 2023. That's sure. a lot of shows. That like dare is I don't think that Daredevil thing is happening in 2023. There's no chance. But there's no chance. That we just ripped off like five shows right there but but okay so maybe the the what i'm perceiving is the movies the movies yeah there's not a lot of movies that i can think of at the top of my head yeah and normally those are the big yeah gets the normies and you know butts and seats yes so maybe that's the shift they're doing this year Mm -hmm. is more of a steady stream Mm -hmm. of content tv wise yep and then just a couple of big Movies. Movies chunked out. I'm sure I'm forgetting something at the end of this year, Thunderbolts or something. But, yeah. 
This this keeps me. I'll say that the content on Disney Plus throughout the year is enough. Just just those shows alone mm-hmm. is enough for me to be happy with my subscription price for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, that plus the Star Wars stuff. Totally. Like... I don't need like the the Star Wars stuff at this point for me is like icing on the cake. Yeah. Well, the, the icing for me is that I can watch any Simpsons episode at any time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah but i feel you like yes, the star totally. wars stuff is just yeah it's an extra added bonus to my yelling about moon Knight season two <laughs> <laughs> all right i think the uh superhero video games are gonna get great reviews oh man i hope so they it seems like over the last couple years the superhero video game industry has really been figuring it out for sure the mobile games people are loving i don't have to mention marvel snap we already talked about it a ton yeah same with that like um contest of champions or whatever it is yeah that's been going forever yeah really long time like i can't believe a mobile game like that has Mm -hmm. sustained itself that long um but there's a handful of video games coming up that one, I think, are going to be great, and then two, I think the anticipation and the speculation and discussion yeah. is going to be bigger than it's ever been before. So I'll, I'm just going to tear off a few here. Let's hear them. Um, Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. So we had that weird layover game that was like a Miles game. quick 20-hour Miles Morales game, so this yeah. is going to be like the more formal uh, sequel to that, and I think I've heard that it's a PS5 exclusive. That would track. Well, that's like... A little hard for me to swallow because I don't want to spend five hundred dollars on yeah. a new console yet. It makes me excited that the game's going to be really good because they're taking full, you know, full advantage of. Yeah, they don't have to build it for a previous gen and then exactly upscale. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first game of that was fantastic. Yeah. So if they're just using that base model and then improving on it, like great, that should be a fantastic game. Yeah, dope. Um, Insomniac announced a Wolverine game. Oh, yeah. I don't really know much about it, but... I don't think anything's been released about it other than that sick-ass teaser yes. where he, like, is destroying people in a bar. Yeah. But what else <laughs> do you need, right? I know. It could be so many different kind of game genres. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like a... You don't really have many first-person uh, superhero games. I'm assuming that's going to be a sort of, like, third-person, over-the-shoulder, you're walking around with Wolverine. I hope In, so. like, a story adventure, which would be great. Yeah. Uh, for that one though, Insomniac, listen, trust me. Let me play the whole game uh-huh. as X twenty three, even if it's just a skin. Yeah, right. Like that'd put, be rad. Put that shit in the game. Yeah, pre order exclusive. I always it's I always think it's funny when I remember there was like a Resident Evil thing where you unlocked a character once yeah. you beat the game and you could go back and play it and i'm like well now i have to fucking play the game again because yeah. i really want to do it with this character yeah it's funny how much that like a skin does for you and something for sure. like that um which was another reason why the spider-man games were so fun you could change the skins yeah. and unlock skins a hundred different costumes that were like yeah and it was just like oh now i'm ben riley oh now i'm like the Bagman. Bagman, yes, <laughs> or like the manga Spider-Man or the yeah. cell-shaded flat cartoon one. Like, that was so much fun. That was yeah. so cool. Uh, Midnight Suns is getting an expansion. I think that game was bigger than mm-hmm. um, a lot of us thought. Like, the Avengers game uh, didn't hit as hard as yeah. I think people wanted it to. Uh, maybe there was too much going on in that game. Yep. And maybe that's why this Wolverine game is going to 
is is being planned for is that it's smaller in scope, but it still uses the IP of Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm, w- I'm waiting for Midnight Suns to be on sale. Yeah, yeah. right. It's kind of I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. It's got some fun characters in it. I think. Well, that's another interesting thing about the video games is that they're a little more comfortable introducing you to some of the more obscure characters. Yeah. In that, like, I know, like, Magic's one of the main characters in that. Which and, is awesome. Yeah, totally. totally. Cool. <laughs> and I think I saw some, like, Iron Man VR game teased that oh, I don't know much okay. of anything about. Well, they, they did an Iron Man VR game for PS4. That's already out. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's been oh, okay. out for a while. Got it. Maybe that's what I saw. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. But I saw a commercial for it the other day, and I was like, whoa, wow. Well, they're, they're working on, we talked about this on Debates on Tap. Uh, they're working on a, like a PSVR two, like a true sequel to the uh-huh. VR setup. Yeah. So maybe they're doing an Iron Man VR two to Just go along that. with that, which would be legit. I heard maybe we're getting a little too video game cornery, but I also heard that that new PSVR set mm-hmm. isn't going to be backwards compatible with the yep. old PSVR games, which is like. There wasn't a massive, robust library to begin with. I think yeah. I'd be pissed to all, buy this new all thing. All five of my games won't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a drag. Um, Marvel World of Heroes is like a Niantic game. Oh, So the oh, people who made Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. And Marvel I'm, Go. So yes. I'm assuming it's a Marvel Go sort of thing where you're going to be like walking around in the streets and maybe battling other people or, yes. or finding little spots. So... Who knows? I, I think me up. Niantic's been one of those companies that like you've heard like, oh, they're working on this. They're working on that. And they've never really had another thing that's blown up like Pokemon Go. Yeah. And may- maybe it never will just because that's that could be a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, that app was massive. Yeah. But I'd be interested to see what they do with Marvel characters. I'll download it. Um. I'm super stoked for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. As soon as you said superhero video games, that's what jumped into my that head. That trailer looks killer. Yeah. And if you can actually kill the Justice League in this. Oh, dude, it's going to be come on. awesome. <laughs> and the, honestly, the fact that I get to play as King Shark and Captain Boomerang yeah. in the same game. It looks come so on, rad. Game I can't, over. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. Um, and then there's supposed to be a Wonder Woman game. Oh, that sure. I, I haven't heard much about either. So, um, I don't know. A bunch of video games to look forward to. I think it's going to be a great year for that. Sweet. You know, I had too much money in my bank account, so it's cl- good yeah. to hear that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got to do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got some hits and misses. Okay. Predictions. All right. Hits. I think Quantumania is going to blow people's minds. Okay. I think that's going to do a lot with um, Kang. Uh-huh. People have kind of been starved for like, where are the MCU movies going? Yeah. And this movie's going to answer a lot of those things. Definitely. Just the fact that it's a quantum zone thing mm-hmm. leaves an opportunity for a lot of just like stunning graphics and oh wild things to happen. Yeah. And I think we're going in with the expectations that it's just going to be a fun, funny movie. And I don't think it's going to be that at and all. And I don't think it's going to be that. We're yeah. just used to that with Paul Rudd. Yep. And so I think you're... Our expectations are going to be easily exceeded because it's an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And then it's going to be one of those like heavier Marvel movies. For sure. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's going to make you cry. Oh. The more trailers that have been coming out, the more I'm like, man, they're going to end this in a very emotional way. Yeah. If you know anything about James Gunn, I mean, yeah. the the dude knows 
character development insanely well. Yes. He, he, he's so good at it. And yeah, he's he's hopefully going to wrap up, you know, all kinds of loose ends. We're going to see nice character arcs get developed. And yep. With uh, Batista saying that he's done playing Drax. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how that movie goes. I know. There was um, a Guardians run that I, re- I read a few years, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And during some sort of like, it was maybe like build up to some of the Cree um, scroll war stuff that got reintroduced um, recently um, wherein Rocket got sick Mm -hmm. and like soft died. Like he was dead for like a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, man, they might do something like this because a cute raccoon dying yeah. is really going to get you. <laughs> I So I talked about this with my brother a little bit, and what I think they're going to do is give you a lot more Rocket backstory. Yeah. And I think they might do the female Rocket that we saw in the Rocket Raccoon solo series. Oh, yeah. And she, uh, it doesn't turn out well for her. Yeah, <laughs> it, you're totally right. And then um, I've also heard that Mantis is going to be a much bigger character in this next one. So I'm assuming yeah. she's like, she's definitely an actress who's really fun. Oh, Palm has, Clementine for rules. She's awesome. Yeah. And she's been in like Endgame and played a major part in the lead up to the Infinity Stone stuff. Yeah. So really fun character, but hasn't been in the MCU in a way that is would make her really exhausted for it by now. Yeah. So I think she's somebody that they're like maybe going to set up to play a bigger part moving forward. Did you watch the Christmas special? I did. I loved it. Yeah. Well, with the bombshell they dropped at the end of that, yeah. it totally makes sense that they would do that. Yeah. For sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Oscar. Oscar winner. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The first one was so good. It's absolutely incredible. And we're just like building on it and probably raising the stakes. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. I, I also think like when I went into the first movie, I was assuming it was going to be like the Spider-Verse series in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to pull this off in a movie animated or not. And they dialed it back in a way where they didn't have to do all of the stuff super literal to the comics yeah. to make it work. But now that they've laid the groundwork in the first movie, I could see there being like inheritors being introduced. Yeah. That At are, the end. Yeah. yeah tease up, tee up a third movie or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Where Morlin and characters like that start showing up. Yeah, totally. Which would be epic and yeah. then to maybe have the like i don't know if the third one becomes like a spider geddon sort of movie yeah but that would be killer definitely <laughs> definitely okay here are my i i just ripped off three hits yes here are my potential misses yes uh craven oh yeah it's supposed to be a craven movie uh-huh and, starring quicksilver and that yeah <laughs> and that's gonna be a sony movie and um you know, a lot of people really shit on Morbius. I didn't see much. I watched some of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
it's a popcorn. If I didn't go into it with the expectations of like this is a Marvel thing, yeah, I would have been like, okay, it's like a movie that you'd have on like a TBS. Yeah, it's an that, in-flight movie. Yes, it's a it's an in-flight movie. That's all it should be. Um, I don't know. It it wasn't good, but it wasn't like so bad. And I think no, it wasn't offensively bad. Yeah, and I think this Craven movie is going to be the same. But when you're not like so good, yeah, when you're a comic book movie now, people hate it. Because yeah. you only get how many shots do you get at a Morbius movie, and how many shots do you get at a Craven movie? Right. And even if you're not a fan of those characters, just the fact that they're a comic book thing, people hold it very precious and get kind of worked up about that. For sure. The Marvels. Now this is a movie. Oh yeah. Is it's coming yeah. out in June or July? That's right. That's another one this year. Um, I'm very excited for this movie. Hmm. Because I'm a huge Captain Marvel fan, uh-huh. but the world at large, I don't think is, and I think that's one of the movies that um, didn't hit with people as much uh-huh. the first time around, and now you're, the hook on this one is apparently that um, uh, Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. is being brought in. I don't know if she's going to be Photon or another version of Captain Marvel or what. Yeah. And then you've got Kamala Khan, who's going to be brought into this movie too. Yep. They're both yeah, this... popular from the TV shows. Yeah. So the... it's like, how does this thing gel that people were already kind of mixed on in the past? I just don't know that it's set up for success. It This will be a real tell, I think you're right, about how how and if people will make the transition from watching Disney Plus to the movies. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because, yeah, you've got people that like WandaVision might be interested because Monica Rambeau's in there. People that like Miss Marvel are going to be interested because of how Miss Marvel ended. Um, People that didn't like Brie Larson are still going to have neck beards on the internet. So I I think it's going to be good. I think you're probably right that the reception overall will be middling or at least the, the there's going to be a really loud minority well there was going to be a loud minority regardless right, yeah, yeah you're totally right <laughs> totally right on that I, I think it'll also kind of inform whether more of these movies that had like even though they make like a billion dollars the first time around yeah. the ones with more middling reception or review do they get sequels right do they still make a billion dollars the next time around after the first one? Right. Like, will I think Eternals two mm-hmm. is already in production, but you know what they find out from launching Eternals two and yeah. Mar and like a essentially Captain Marvel two. Um, yeah, it's going to does inform the, the reception future, yeah. does the reception of the first movie impact whether people are willing to go see another Marvel movie? Yeah. If it's important towards you working, because they plan so far ahead, right? Mm -hmm. That these movies are important for working towards whatever their end goal is. Right. Um, Secret Invasion. Oh my God, I'm so stoked for Secret Invasion. (laughs) I know. Dude. But that's another one that's so tied into uh, Scrolls and the Captain Marvel lore. And I think. It's gonna be a confusing hard sell for uh, even like even some of the heavy duty fans. I think we're gonna find out that some of the characters we've been following for a while, 
yeah. are in fact scrolls. Yeah. And I think Good. that's gonna, I think that's going to piss people off. I think no. people are going to be mad. No, you fools! It's James <laughs> Bond in the Marvel universe. It was made for me. I'm so stoked for it. And then, I, yeah, I'm also just not sure about the shows we mentioned earlier, yeah. like Agatha, Echo, Ironheart, and Loki. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. Yeah. But time will tell. Expectations are always really high for these things, and um. I think we, I, I, we had no expectations for the Marvel shows the first time around. Yeah. And now we've got expectations. Yeah. And this is a lot of shows at once. Like, are they all going to be the same quality that they used to be? Right. They, they might they might not. And the reception might not be as good. I think the Agatha one is the one that's going to be the most didactic. Like, yeah. It's either going to be super legit and, it, you know, everybody's going to love it. Yeah. Or it's going to be trash. I, I don't know what that show is, but... I, I don't know what that show is, and I know everything. <laughs> but it's got to be super genre. I'm almost wondering if it's almost a Marvel Tales from the Crypt sort of show. That's that's what I want it to be. Yeah, it's is, like hosted by Agatha. I, I want it to be Darkhold the series, where yeah. she's just reading through the book mm-hmm. and telling spooky Marvel st- tales every yep. week. Yep, that'd be rad. Yeah. It won't be, but that's what I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, <you> right. <laughs> Okay, we hey, I've taken up a lot of time with this. Do we still have time to? I've got uh, big two events. Oh yeah, to talk yeah. through. Let's let's fire them off rapid fire style. All right, we've got Marvel Sins of Sinister. Gonna be awesome. We're finally getting like the Chimera characters promised in Powers of X. Yeah, uh, Captain America Cold War. Oh yes, I think that's gonna be really good. Yes, that's kind of like Sentinel of Liberty and Symbol of Truth, like mashing together with some comeuppance. Uh huh. So if you've been reading those series, that'll be awesome. Yep, put it if, in my face. If you haven't been, like, might be a tough event to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Summer of Symbiots. Uh, Marvel's press release. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot about this. The first line in it is "Suns out, tongues out." Yep. <laughs> Great. It 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 also their press release also promised like new symbiote heroes. Uh-huh. So there's going to be a scramble from Marvel people to have all the first appearances. So it'll probably get ordered to sick all hell. Um, and then Fall of X, we're speculating yeah. that this could be the end of the Krakoa Nation. Yeah, and then we move into another phase of X Men dumb. Yep. Um, and you know, Sins of Sinister could be a great lead into things kind of falling apart for the X-Men and Krakoa. Yeah. It'd be nice to see them. And and with the direction that the movies are headed, of course, that's the barometer, right? Yeah. It'd be nice to see them kind of tie into the rest of the Marvel universe a little bit more. And Krakoa, they're not really going to be able to yeah. do that in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think anyway. Dude, can you imagine though? <laughs> well, th- so that's the rumor, right? And we'll get to DC in just a second, but mm-hmm. that's the rumor is that the, um, the eternal no the the celestial, celestial yeah. in eternals is genosia that's so cool which is fucking <laughs> dope right like i love do that do that yeah that's so cool all right dc <laughs> we've got lazarus planet sure yeah all i know about it is that the world is going to be covered with lazarus pit goo good bring every dead hero <laughs> back to life i love it i think that'll be i think it'll be really fun yeah and i know it's going to like it's they're saying it's going to give like new characters powers and it's going to alter the powers of existing characters. Uh-huh. And like you said, bring a lot of characters 
back from the dead. I don't know if it'll be temporary or permanent. Depends on how popular they are. Oh, the one thing I've seen that's maybe a spoiler from it, but I guess not because it's part of the promo imagery, is Batman wearing Dr. Fate's helmet. I have no fucking clue what that means. That's going on right now in Batman versus Robin. is it? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. It might be sticking around, I guess. All right, cool. (laughs) All right, uh, Dawn of DC. Sure. We talked about that. I won't go into the depth of all, but it's more more or less, it's a bunch of new solo series Mm -hmm. or... Standard team series, New Fifty Two Two, yeah, that are kind of just getting a relaunch, yeah. and but but we can assume that they're all kind of working towards the same end goal, or there's some sort of initiative there that's going to tie those books together. Yeah, so that'll be fun. And then there's um, in one of the promo images for Dawn of DC, they have a image announcing kind of like a Batman event called Night. What? A Batman event? Yes. Can Batman carry an event? <laughs> Are there enough characters in Gotham? Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 the event is called something night and the space T, and then the rest of the image is obscured. Ah. So not a lot of details exactly on what it's gonna be, but it's like one of the big checkpoints for the upcoming year. Night tenders. Batman <laughs> goes to <laughs> KFC yep. at like 9.30. Whether he's he, a Canes guy or KFC guy, we'll find out. Yeah, night that's, that's right. He wants some tendies <laughs> and some honey muss. And that's all I had. It's good stuff, man. Thanks for bearing with me on all my 2023 news I could dig up. I'm glad you came packing news because I just wanted to say that the Guardians cowboy thing looked cool. And hey. you, you had actual news. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes just thinking about those those guys in a western style movie is enough to sustain excitement. We probably could have vamped on that for 20 minutes if we had to. Dude, if it was me and Greg, this podcast would just be us being like, "What if Star-Lord had a six-shooter?" <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad you're you here. Love our what ifs. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I'll keep us on task. Yeah. Moving right along uh, as the cop that I am for this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the comics we've been reading. Sick. And I got a first issue, staying true to our name, First Issue Club. I got two. And you got two first issues. I wonder if we've got any overlap here. Oh, boy. I read Matt Kent's Spy Superb. Oh, I did not read that. Okay, so this is, on, this is on his imprint, Flux House. Oh, okay. Uh, which is on Dark Horse. So nice. I've, I've been buying everything that's been coming out on that. Sure. Um, this book was so Matt Kent. It's okay. like it's kind of like a merging of like several different things that he does often and does well. Uh-huh. What did he typewrite uh, this time? <laughs> so it's the spy superb, like the, I guess the titular character uh-huh. is supposed to be a 007 type of agent. Uh-huh. Um, but the twist is is that character doesn't actually exist. It's the idea of him that's important. Okay. So you've got these enemy nations fighting and pooling tons of resources into taking down this spy superb. That does not exist. That doesn't really exist. Okay. And the government or whatever powers that be are orchestrating this um, take advantage of normal citizens who are just unaware Uh and have them like move around information and transport things. So they're kind of manipulated so that... 
okay. They're keeping these yeah. things in motion, and then they're out of it forever, right? So yeah. you trace th- things back to just like Doug in Idaho, right. who's just like a schlub, and you're like, this guy isn't a spy superb, yeah. and the lead's a dead end, because then it moves on to some other like random citizen. Okay, yeah. So, so it's a really interesting... Um, concept. Matt Kent does spy stuff. Awesome. Yeah. This is Matt and Charlene Kent, his wife, uh-huh. doing like the watercolors, and he's doing the art and story. So um, I'm a sucker for the stuff of his that's like completely creator owned. I love Department H. I love oh, Mind Management. Yeah. Um, all that stuff's so great. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes to. That sounds super legit. It sounds like uh... it definitely seems like it could fit into the Mind Management universe. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It we, sounds like it's like 007 in Department of Truth yeah. with like some real world <laughs> stuff. That's so yeah. cool. What a cool idea. Yeah. I love that. The the cover for it was strange. It's they printed the um the normal cover that they had in the solicitations uh-huh. was like a close up of this most the most recent guy being like taken advantage of. Okay, yeah. of his face. But when you get the book, there's like a paper textured outer cover that looks oh. like a smashed Trader Joe's bag. Oh, that's cool. And it's like written on with like ink. That's very <laughs> and nice. It, yeah, and it's got that like papery texture. So also, when I opened it, I was like, what the fuck is this book? I had no idea what it was. But um, cool packaging, newsprint yeah. pages that have just a nice feel to them. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job, Matt. Good job. You always kill it. You nail it. We love you and are in love with you. Well, I'm not going to say, I mean, we'll wait till like the fourth date. I'm always jumping the gun with Matt. Well, you know, you wear your but heart I tru- on your sleeve. I can trust him. I feel That's like right. I can trust him. That's right. Uh, all right. I read two books. First one is The Purple Oblivion. It's by E.E. E. Pliskin and Diego Simone. It's on Sumerian. Okay. Um. This is the creative team that did, oh, crap. I had it and I forgot it. Something anyway, good. whatever. It, it was another Sumerian book. Okay. Um, I'm not too familiar with many of their books. I'm not either. That's a publisher that, like, every once in a while on pre-orders, I'm just yeah. like, I'll take a chance on that. I, I bought this on a whim yeah. um, at the store, and it's weird as hell. Um <laughs> So there's like kind of three storylines going on. It it opens up and there's like a group of Breaking Bad style chemists Mm-mm. that are like trying to extract a drug from some sort of alien or creature or whatever, yeah. like a slug on a tray. Then it kind of smash cuts to this woman in a drug bar giving that drug to who I'm presuming will be our main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she leaves her card with him because the drug is so good. He's like, I got to have more of this. Yeah. But her card says like dominatrix and. Oh, she's doing a lot of. Yeah. Ma- like all this, like <laughs> Jack weird, of all trades, but none of that's in the, in the first issue. Yeah. Um, and, and then it ends with that her in that science lab, like, oh, we've discovered the thing that makes this thing make drugs better or kills it or something. Yeah. I really had no idea. There were a <laughs> lot of questions uh-huh. and no answers. 
Um, so it could be awesome, could be a lot of questions and no answers. Yeah. It progresses. It's a four-issue mini. Uh-huh. And when I say mini, I mean not only a number of issues. Yeah, but... look at that guy. It's kind of small. It's like a zine size almost. But it's like as wide as a normal Yeah, comic. it's bigger than an ash can. Yeah, but it's almost almost square. Yeah. <laughs> I thought funny. it was really... That's the reason I got it, because I was like, this is weird. You know what? I'll do this too sometimes, where you just see a comic that's like oriented different or shaped different. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, why not? That's weird. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a great tactic if you want to sell your like early comic book, if it doesn't cost you more to print it. Make it a weird shape. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> like um, what was it? Liberty Meadows like opened up. Yes. Like, like a calendar. Like a calendar. <laughs> Like a calendar, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to look up this creative team and see what... Oh, Heavy Metal Drummer. Oh, that book was cool. Yeah, so this this same creative team did that. All right, right on. Um, Anyway, it, it was pretty interesting. Um, I don't I don't know yet if I would recommend it. Okay. Because I don't know what's really going yeah. on in the book. Um, I probably will continue with it until it either gets too weird that I'm yeah. lost. I mean... That's the thing with a mini. It's like... Now I'm two issues in. I'm halfway through the story. Uh, yeah. It's like, do I just finish it? It's yeah. just weird in my collection if I don't have the rest. Yeah, exactly. So I normally get, if I have an issue like this, I normally read in the next two or three. Yeah. So I might update you guys yeah. later on to see if this is worth, worth picking up or not. Yeah. But again, if you're two issues in, do you buy the last two? Yeah. And I, lately I've been buying a lot of number twos because I pre-order my comics yeah, and that's the thing where if I end up loving a number one and didn't get the second issue, you're or, kicking yourself. Orders yeah. normally drop like crazy for second issues. Yeah, so you're really shit out of luck if you didn't pre-order it and then you waited. Yeah, and then the buzz of it is great, and you realize you need to read it. Issue yep. issue two can be hard to find. Yeah, look at eight billion genies. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Um, the other one I read is a little bit more straightforward. It's an IDW book called Dead Seas. I love that cover. It's pretty cool, right? And yeah. this isn't even the coolest cover. Ooh. There's another sick cover out there where there's like the guy and it's he's in water and uh-huh. the skulls in the reflection. Anyway, um, that's the B cover. I would recommend getting it. Yeah. Uh, it's from Canvin Scott, though. He's writing High Republic for Marvel. Oh, okay. Rad. Yeah. Um, I love High Republic. It's great. Yeah. Super good. Um, this one also has a lot going on in this world. Ghosts are real. They exist and they're like a normal thing. Um, but I love these kind of like alternative reality sci-fi things wherein what one thing is different. one thing is different <laughs> and like commonly accepted as just like that's normal. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ghosts exist and they're real. Um, but companies have found out that. Ectoplasm, uh-huh. it has like super health benefits. Oh, so it's like a resource. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, in <laughs> in funny. this world, they have off sea ships because ghosts can't cross water and are scared of their own reflection. Okay, we've got some rules for ghosts. There I love some, it. There are some rules. Um. So on these ships, convicts go. And their job for time, you know, in return for time off their sentence, is uh-huh. collecting ectoplasm. Okay. But the ghosts are dangerous. They can't hurt you physically, but they can, like, screw up your mind. Okay, yeah. All right? So in issue one, we've got our main character. He's a thief. Like, he's a con man, uh-huh. right? And he's trying to get home to see his 
daughter, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So he signs up to go on this boat for a two-week stint or two-month stint, whatever it is, 12 weeks, Uh um, collecting ectoplasm to get time off his sentence so he can go home. Yeah. But, of course, a ghost escapes, and also there's, like, a coup attempt from the prisoners, and also somebody shows up at the end of the book to try and, like, take the boat you know, oh, like pirate stuff. Yeah, you got to assume there's like a black market for this if it's a valuable resource. Yeah. yeah. So it's... it's. Re- I'm loving yeah. this description so far. It's really, really interesting. Um, I get the sense that there will be a lot of like indictment of the American political system uh-huh. and how prisons play into that. Yep. Um, you know, you literally have dead people with alive people in a prison, mm-hmm. right? That's like whatever, pretty crystal clear. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that stuff goes yep. on top of the fact that these prisons are tied to a commercial end uh-huh. is really interesting. Yes. Um, and they literally, you know, make money off of their dead. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of high brain stuff going on in this comic. Um, Damn. but it's super interesting. Really, yeah. really good. I'm going to have to order that. Yeah, like I said, get the B cover, because that cover is dope as hell. <laughs> hell yeah. So, Dead Seas out on IDW. Um, I don't read a lot of IDW books, so this was... Neither do I. Jim. Yeah. I've I've accumulated, over the last, like, 12 years-ish of collecting comics, I've accumulated maybe enough to fill a short box. Yeah. And they're almost all first issues. <laughs> yeah. There's a few of them I've bought, like, you know... Four, one of four, like a mini series, but well, like um, you said, I always seem to have a really hard time finding like because this is stuff that you know I'll I'll add I'll pick it up in the store, yep. and it'll be cool, and then I can't ever find the second issue, the second issue, yeah. and you know it's like oh whatever happened to that story? Yep. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's another thing I love about CLZ lately is I've been just cruising it and you know doing the shake with the random comic that yeah. comes up and being like oh yeah I need to buy that trade or yep track those floppies down for sure so all right well speaking of floppies in our patreon today or that's going to be released yeah it'll release today sure um we're going to be talking about some floppies that vargas and i are considering bringing to c2e2 to get signed or considering getting slabbed yeah so we've got uh some some things to think through i've got a lot of cool books (laughs) sitting next to me um I'm interested to see your opinion on whether these should be slabbed or whether I should keep them raw. Keep them raw. Well, so. I'm I'm a freak for slabs, but I'm also very opinionated on uh, some some books that need to stay raw too. So this is why I brought I'm, it. I'm a great guy to talk to about this. Exactly. I'll, I'll have takes for sure. So perfect. Uh, if if you can't get enough, meet us over on the on the Patreon. It's a great way to uh, support us if you like the podcast. It's. I think we we kept it three ninety nine a month. We kept it the price of a comic, and you get four, four bonus episodes uh, a month. So and and some other fun stuff. We write articles and post videos on there every once in a while too. So join us there if you just want to have more conversation with us. Join us on our Discord. Reach out to us, and we'll hook you up with the link. It's a really fun. Um, group, we've created a, a, a great uh, ecosystem and environment there, and I love chatting with everybody. Yeah, if you want hot takes, that's the place. Yes, totally. Get them <laughs> spicy, spicy takes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 
First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Licktig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash first issue club.